<clears throat> so this is a poem by Hafiz Ahmed. Uh, the original title is Likhi Lua Moezon Mia and in English the translation would be Write Down I Am A Mia. I'll read first the original and then I'll go to the translation. Likhi Lua Moezon Mia Likha Likhi Lua Moezon Mia NRC Chromic Tomber Dui Zihunno Hunno Pass Saritini. Duzon Hontan or Bapek Moy, Ohabar Grismot John Molobo Aruezone, Takotumi Grina Korivaneki, Zidure Grina Koramuk Likilua Moezon Mia, Potito Bumi, Pitonic Morupan Torito Kurisu, Hosso Shamola, Heuzi Potaroloi, Tumak Kuaboloi Mo Ita Koriaisu, Tumar Ottalika Haziboloi, Tumar Gari Solaisu, Tumar Aram Diboloi, Tumar Nordoma Safakorisu, Tumak Nirogi. कोई रखी बोलोई, तुम्हारे हवाते मगन मौय अनबरतो, तार पिसतो क्यों तुमी खर्ग हस्तो, लिखा, लिखिलुआ मौयजन मिया, गनतांत्रिक गनराज्य एखनर नागरिक एजन, जार कुन अधिकार नाइकिया, मात्रिर, मात्रिक मूर हजुआ होशे हंदे जुक्त भुटार, जदियो पित्री मात्रि uh, it's written in Assamese, uh, which is the language of Assam, one of the languages of Assam, one of the official languages. And the second segment goes something like this. Itsa korile tumi muk hotta koriyo para, zolai dibo para mur kheror poza, kheri dibo para muk murei gawar para, kahi nibo para mur heuzi pathar, mur bukur upore solabo para tumar bulldozer, tumar bulete bukukhan mur koribo pare, थोका होरोका, तुम्हार एक कार्यर वापे तुम्ही कुनो स्थिर नुपुआ, जुग जुगांतर और तुम्हार अत्यसर हज्जोगोरी ब्रह्मपुत्र और सरोत बाह कोरा मौजन मिया, मुझ देहा होई पुरी से निग्रो कोला मुझ सकुजोरी आंगोठार दरे रंगा हाबोधान मुझ दुसकुज जमा होया से जुग जुगांतर और बंसनार बारुद आतुरी this is the original. Uh, I'll now read out the translation. Write down I'm a Mia, Hafiz Ahmed. Write, write down I'm a Mia. My serial number in the NRC is 200543. I have two children and there is coming next summer. Will you hate him as you hate me? Write, I am a Mia. I turn waste marshy lands to green paddy fields to feed you. I carry bricks to build your buildings, drive your car for your comfort, clean your drain to keep you healthy. I have always been in your service, and yet you are dissatisfied. Write down I am a Mia, a citizen of a democratic, secular republic without any rights. My mother a devoter, though her parents are Indian. If you wish, kill me, drive me from my village, snatch my green fields, Hire bulldozers to roll over me. Your bullets can shatter my breast for no crime. Write, I am a Mia of the Brahmaputra. Your torture has burnt my body black, reddened my eyes with fire. Beware, I have nothing but anger in stock. Keep away or turn to ashes. That's wonderful. Thank you. And I am Marshalling Squaley, and I'm here with Salim Hussain at the Off Off London Book Fair. 
um, those of us who are still in London, even though the book fair itself has been cancelled. And Salim and I were meant to speak on a panel together organized by Literature Across Frontiers. Um, Salim is a poet, translator, scholar and rights activist from Assam, which is a state in, for those who don't know, in northeastern India, bordering Bangladesh. And Salim is the 2020 Charles Wallace India Trust Literary Translation and Creative Writing Fellow at Literature Across Frontiers, University of Wales, Trinity St. David, and he has a project of compiling and translating an anthology of poems by Bengal origin uh, Muslims of Assam, collectively referred to as Mia poets, and the, um, the Hafez Ahmed poem that he just read is is one of those um, one of those Mia poets, and uh, and as, as I sort of read up a bit about it online, my understanding is that Mia poetry began with this poem in yes. 2016, but that it also comes out of a sort of a history of of partition and and other things. So could you talk a bit about what the word Mia means and where Mia poetry came from? and what its sort of cultural importance is? Uh, it's a very long history, but I'll try to be as brief as possible. All right, so uh, India has had, I mean, the current state of India has had a number of uh, waves of migration, uh, <clears throat> and mostly internal migration, so from within one part of the country to the other. Uh, two large waves of migration happened in the northeastern state of Assam, uh, one from uh, the east and one from further south. So, uh, in both both of these uh, movements of uh, a large number of people happened in the 19th century. From the south, uh, laborers were brought to work in the tea gardens, and from the east, agricultural laborers were brought were brought to grow more rice. In Assam. Now, uh, as a circumstance of history, uh, India was partitioned in 1947, and the part from which uh, these agricultural laborers were brought and settled in Assam uh, became a part of East Pakistan. In 1971, that part of uh, South Asia gained independence and became Bangladesh. So this Agricultural laborers who were brought from, at one point of time, one part of British India to another part of British India, suddenly uh, had their origins now in a completely different country. Mm. So, uh, even before the independence, I mean, when the laborers were first brought to Assam, there was some opposition against bringing them, uh, because Assam was very sparsely populated, and... Uh, there was a fear among the growing middle class in Assam that bringing so many people from outside would change the demographic, the language, the culture uh, of the state. Once the country was partitioned, then the rhetoric took a completely different direction. And suddenly these people who had moved from one part of one country to another part of the country suddenly became migrants. Uh, because their origins were now in a different country, newly formed different country. Ever since, there has been this feeling of uh, 
uh, this feeling that this community uh, are outsiders and that feeling has persisted and one of the uh, one of the words of abuse used against this community it's a largely muslim community uh, is the word mia ah okay now uh, originally the word mia as used in urdu or used in persian uh, would mean a gentleman uh, this word is also used after someone's name as a suffix so you could call me salim mia meaning mr salim ah all right but in assam uh, on the streets this word gained a completely different meaning uh, so anyone who was denoted with the name mia i mean it meant that that fellow was an outsider uh, and all of those sentiments that we have against the other were, were thrust upon that word so a mia would not just be an outsider but he would also be barbaric uh, also be a threat uh, an alien and so on so all of those negative connotations so in 2016 when mia poetry started the aim was to reclaim that word because we believed i mean number of us who who were involved in the mia poetry movement uh, we believed that it is because of this word uh, that so many of our problems you know uh, it, it is in this word that many of our problems lie so it was very necessary for us to reclaim this word so mia poetry started with uh, the poem that i have just recited by hafiz ahmed and uh, in the last four years uh, we have had a large number of writers writing mia poems um, about 33 i think at latest count and the corpus of mia poetry would be i think more than 200 at this point so one of the things that really excited me when i saw this is that uh, I, so was he inspired by mahmud darwish's yes, poem yes. write down i'm, I'm an, an arab. arab yes okay so this is a sort of a conscious um taking on of the mahmud darwish poem yeah. and and placing it in in this history and so then you um you read this poem soon after in april 2016 when it was published to facebook because you already knew hafiz ahmed is a poet yes and and then you wrote your own poem you like uh, i guess many others wrote your own poem in response and can yes. you tell us about what led you first what led you to to write that poem in response and then and then more about that poem yes uh, so a translation has been a very important part of uh, the mia poetry movement and uh, in this act of translation we have always brought in uh, similar movements of resistance uh, of lament from other civilizations so hafiz ahmed when he first uh, put up this poem on social media i mean it was very clear that it it was inspired heavily inspired by the wishes poem uh, because the title was almost the same write yes. down i'm an arab and write down i'm a me the first few lines are almost exactly yes. the same uh, <clears throat> so uh, as soon as this poem came up on social media uh, a number of us who wanted to write uh, poems about uh, about you know what was happening uh, with our community in assam we found an opportunity because hafiz ahmed is one of the older generation of poets see uh, the the mia poets are of course a new generation of poets writing po- poems of resistance but we have had 
predecessors in the 1980s. So the last generation uh, also had a handful of poets uh, who wrote their own poems about their experiences. It was called by a different name, of course. It was called George Chapori Poetry. George and Chapori's are the uh, river in areas of uh, the Brahmaputra River, which is the largest river in uh, in the northeast of India. And these are low-lying uh, fellow lands uh, where most of uh, the Bengal origin Muslim community live, still continue to live. Uh, so in a way, we are the second generation of the Chorchapuri uh, poets, or they are the first generation of Mia poets, whichever way you look at look at it. So when this poem came out, it was uh, it was a source of inspiration, and I wrote a response to that poem immediately on the day that it came out. And then someone else wrote a response to my poem. Someone wrote a response to that, and we had a chain of about ten poems. Wow! Within the next two or three days, I mean, it was completely spontaneous. Uh, most of us didn't even know each other. Mm. We just had social media which was connecting us. So we had this chain of poems. And then, uh, because I'm the principal translator, so it was my job to translate all of those poems into English. Uh, because the first two poems, write down, uh, I am a Mia, and my own poem, Nana, I have written, were composed uh, uh, both in both languages, in Assamese and in English. The rest of the poems were written either in Assamese or in one of the regional dialects mm. that we speak, which has, of course, no literature. So that became a task. I mean, translating from a dialect with no standard standardization into a standard language like English. Mm. And is that that's a function of social media? That's a, because of the time of social media, right? Uh, if uh, that more dialectical uses are coming into poetry? Yes, I believe so. Mm. Uh, because had we gone through the more traditional uh, means of publication, it could have taken time and uh, the editors would have probably intervened, oh. made it more standard and so on. So uh, it would have been a completely different thing. But uh, because of social media, thankfully, uh, we retained the original uh, vision of the poems that we actually wanted to uh, you know say so uh, in that sense the distribution via social media helped us retain uh, you know a very raw uh, speech based uh, poetic aesthetic rather than a very textual mm. aesthetic so can you read the poem nana i have written sure it's slightly long so if you could just bear with me. Yes, we will bear with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll read it again, both in the dialect and mm -hmm. in the English translation. Nana ami lexigo. Nana ami lexigo, attesto koraisi, countersigno koraisi, public notary verify korse, zami ashule exon mia. Ehon amare urte de huin, baner panitike, bhumis tolone rupre bhaste de huin. Keda bhaingya, balu bhaingya, shab bhaingya, arte dehuin, zominer safhazaita marte dehuin, kodal dia ail karte dehuin, ar dehuin amare dhaner modde, diarier modde, kuishaler modde, hafra parte, doshotangsho, shakhorata harer modde, amare amar mata tikkorte dehuin, sur shitikorte dehuin, dui shire poet doyakta gonete formula porte dehuin, dehuin amare kopale sinta jeshum shalara koitu bangladeshi, Aramar Biplobi Buktare Koite Dehuin Zehaire Tuizanor Zetuimia. 
দেহুনামারের সংবিধান কাছে নিয়া দিল্লির মুহিয়াঙ্গুল কইরায় দুই কদমায় গেতে আমারই পার্লামেন্টে সুপ্রিম কোর্টে আমারই কানট প্লেসে আমার এমপিরে জজ বাবু আর জনপথে যে টুকটাক আর মায়া বেসে হে গেদিরেও কইতে দেহুইন জামিত মিয়া কলকাতায় আমারে লগ দুর্বরা হইন বেঙ্গালুরে হইন সীমাপুরীর জপরপট্টিতে হইন দেহুইন আমারে শুট কোট পিন্ধা সিলিকন ভ্যালিতে কোট বুট পিন্ধা ম্যাকডোনাল্ডসে আমার বাল্যকাল বন্দি শ্রীনগরে আমার নারিত্ব বেসা কিনা হারিয়ানার মেওয়াতে আমার পুলাপানের কাপন কাপড়ে রক্ত দেহুইন আমার পিএইচডি সার্টিফিকেট শুনার মেডেল দেহুইন তারপরে আমার এডা হইন সালমা বুলা আমান বুলা আব্দুল বাহাতুর নেসা বুলা বা খালি গুলাম বুলা আমারে প্লেন ধরতে দেহুইন ভিজা পাইতে দেহুইন বুলেট ট্রেন ধরতে দেহুইন রকেট ধরতে দেহুইন মহাকাশে আমার লুঙ্গি দেহুইন আর জেনে আমার ডাক কেউ হুনা না হারে হেনে আমারে চিল্লাইতে দেহুইন যে আমি মিয়া আমি গর্বিত Well this is the original I'll uh, So you wrote that first and then you wrote the English second or almost the same time uh-huh. uh uh the same time as in uh, I wrote probably one verse of this and then translated uh-huh. and probably one verse in English and then translated it back so that way uh this poem refers to a number of places in India so those names uh for those who don't know uh it might uh, carry some meaning but it has uh, i mean these names have very deeply connotative meanings which uh, i won't even try to explain okay <laughs> is, is this the whole geography of india well i thought i heard silicon valley and mcdonalds yes. i know those places <laughs> yes yes so uh there's also one word that is used uh, lungi which is uh, you know a loose uh, sarong kind of a yeah uh in assam the lungi is uh you know uh, it's how you identify a mia so mia would a mia would wear that loose uh, skirt kind of a thing it's it's worn by men uh usually worn by people who uh, do manual labor uh, although of course it's worn by i mean uh, all communities but mostly on the streets by these people so it becomes denoted of uh, that community uh, just like the skull cap and the beard becomes you know uh, anyway muslim signs yes. so the same way all right nana i have written nana i have written attested countersigned and been verified by a public notary that i am a mia now see me rise from flood waters float over landslides march through sand and marsh and snakes break the earth's will draw trenches with spades crawl through fields of rice and diarrhea and sugarcane and a 10% literacy rate see me shrug my shoulders curl my hair read two lines of poetry one formula of math read confusion when the bullies call me bangladeshi and tell my revolutionary heart but i am a mia see me hold by my side the constitution point a finger to delhi walk to my parliament my supreme court my connaught place and tell the mps the esteemed judges and the ladies selling trinkets and her charm on janpath well i am mia visit me in kolkata in nagpur in the simapuri slums see me suited in silicon valley suited at mcdonalds 
enslaved in birwa bright trafficked in mewat see the stains on my childhood the gold medals on my phd certificate then call me salma call me aman call me abdul call me bahatun nisa or call me gulam see me catch a plane get a visa catch a bullet train catch a bullet catch your drift catch a rocket wear a lungi to space and there where no one can hear you scream thunder i am mia i am proud wonderful <laughs> thank you i love the image of catching a lungi to space <laughs> yeah. so i also read that some people some of the mia poets had gotten in some kind of legal trouble for their poetry yes uh, i'm one of them okay so last year uh, in june i think on the 10th of uh, june or maybe july i'm sorry i'm forgetting okay. the month uh so there were cases uh, filed against us against 10 of us uh, some of them were mia poets uh one of them was uh, associated with the mia poetry through other means i mean through promoting events and so on and uh, some were involved with the movement in whatever way so uh, one case was filed against 10 of us and then it was followed by three more cases uh and then there were individual cases filed against the mia poets uh i mean the accusation was that we were trying to uh you know malign the image of the state of assam in front of the world right <laughs> uh disturbing the peace and so on so mm. th- these were the accusations that were brought uh i mean it it would have been all right had it been just the cases i mean we could have fought it in court and but it led to a, a large you know media circus so we were called to the uh, you know to live uh, tele- televised shows uh, new shows and grilled uh, in front of you know a, a large large number of viewers uh, so that was one experience that we have had right and so is the case ongoing or the no, case no. the case is finished the case is finished yeah okay uh, um have you had i mean did it result in any kind of threats or anything like that or it was mostly no it was mostly uh, verbal threats and uh, threats via social media which didn't mm. amount to anything finally okay thankfully that's alhamdulillah good <laughs> yes yes um so who are who are reading these poems my my understanding was that there are a lot that poetry really is is thriving in assamese um i think you wrote now is a better time than ever to be a poet in assamese there are multiple literary journals catering to a stable reading audience and a number of little magazines published occasionally unlike english language poetry poetry anthologies in assamese are also a thriving genre the sales figures are quite high and academic engagement with poetry is very robust yes. so So who's reading these poems? Oh, uh, well, I mean, uh if the poems are written, I mean, uh, what Mia poetry does is that uh we don't write in one particular language. So uh, whichever language anyone is comfortable with, uh, we could write in that. The northeast has a large number of languages just like India does. Mm. So uh, whichever language one is comfortable in but most of the poems are written in Assamese which is one of the official languages of Assam uh some are written in 
uh, in the dialects that uh, the poets speak and a few are written in english or in hindi mm. so in in that way uh, you know we have uh, an audience across languages now when the poems are written in the dialects then of course the readership is very tiny but social media magnifies your readership because it takes it everywhere i mean uh, so in, we have mostly relied upon social media for the dissemination of our poetry but also in print uh, in assam the readership is mostly people who read in assamese mm. so for that purpose if the poems are written in dialect they need to be translated into assamese uh, so there are some of us who do that uh we also have a readership uh, in english so again i do most of the translation so it it goes out into smaller journals and we have been publishing right since 2016 uh, a small collection in some website a small collection in some magazine some print magazine so that is something that has been continuing uh, we are planning two volumes of uh, you know poetry which should be out this year that's fantastic so what what is the importance of translation to this uh poetic project it's very important uh because <clears throat> as i said uh each of us functions as a translator so if you're translating in uh sorry if you're writing the original poem in in our local dialect uh then it also becomes our responsibility to translate it to a standard language so almost all the poets uh, are bilingual in that way mm-hmm. or trilingual whichever yeah so they do that uh, translation and then i translate as much as possible to english because uh, we can't really connect to the rest of the country much less the rest of the world uh, unless we employ uh, english as as the medium the problem is because i am the one who is doing most of the translations uh and because i i have been involved with the movement uh and because i also write my own poetry so the translations might not always be 100% faithful to the original so that's one problem uh, that i do face so sometimes i need to I mean I have done a translation I find that it I, I love it and then I realize that okay I mean there's more of me in the translation <laughs> than, and so I have to again edit it out and uh, yeah so so that discipline uh, is a little difficult to enforce but I try to do my best and we also have other translators uh, translating into English but they don't translate much probably mm-hmm. one poem or two poems uh, and so on but we are trying to collect all of that uh, into a volume so the volume uh, will be bilingual uh, in original and in english translation do you know who the publisher will be yeah speaking tiger oh wonderful and that will come out later this year i'm hoping so i'm hoping so i mean okay. we're trying to i mean race uh, the deadline but let's see uh, hopefully okay. this year late this year or probably early next year mm. and how much assamese literature is there in in translation into hindi or english or other indian languages yeah uh, some not much oh. but some uh because india has just too many languages mm. and 
very few translators. So most translators are working overtime, uh, trying to do as much as possible. Uh, see, in a country with 22 official languages, uh, <laughs> each language needs at least 100 translators to get some amount of literature out uh, into English. But uh, it becomes quite difficult. I mean, I, I, my own PhD is on uh, translation from SMEs to English and uh, from other languages to SMEs. And what I've noticed is there's a lot of translation from other languages to SMEs. Mm -hmm. So we access a lot of world literature in SMEs. That's possible. But very little of SMEs literature is actually coming out into the world. Uh, so, you know, the primary um, academy of letters, the Sahitya Academy in India, uh, it sponsors a few translations, but they're more of an academic uh, kind and uh, the circulation of the books is not much. So uh, the translated volumes don't really reach out as much as we would like them to. But uh, I'm hoping that in the future there should be robust translation activities because there are various genres within SMS literature. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the popular genres that we have and then some more. So is poetry sort of a central literary form in SMEs or what are the central genres that people write and read in? Poetry is big. Uh -huh. It's quite big. I mean, uh, one way to uh, gauge the popularity of uh, poetry is to look at the sale figures in uh, major events, book fairs and festivals mm -hmm. and so on. And poetry always sells more than any other form of literature. Uh, I wouldn't know why, <laughs> but <laughs> it does. Uh, fiction, uh, I don't know how much it, how well it does, but poetry definitely sells a lot. And uh, writing of poetry is also encouraged uh, quite a bit, and. Uh, we have really had a very long tradition of poetry and some very important figures who have uh, brought all the Western uh, you know, literary movements into SMEs via translation or via you know, uh, imitation. Mm -hmm. So uh, in that way, SMEs poetry has gone through everything. It has had its modernism, it has had its postmodernism, it has had its everything, romanticism in fact. Uh, but alongside there is a, a more folk form of poetry which is also moving side by side so mm. all of those things are very much there so was the Mahmoud Darwish translated into Assamese or was that multiple times oh okay multiple times <laughs> so there are different versions are different of, of that poem and other Darwish poetry other Darwish poetry also yes that exists in in printed volumes or or it mostly online or it should I, I mean uh, as I said as I mean translation in SMS literature it happens mostly via those magazines and right uh, yeah, little magazines journals and so on but I have read multiple uh, translations of Darwish Wow, okay, so he's a, a popular poet in Assamese. Yes, he's a popular poet. Lorca is a very popular poet. Uh, who else? Um, Eliot is very popular, in fact. I mean, uh. he's been translated multiple times. But Darvish definitely, Darvish definitely has a huge audience in Assam.
Wonderful. Well, I think he would be very pleased by this entire movement. I'm sure, I'm sure. Okay, so thank you so much for your time. I thank really you, appreciate having this off London Book Fair. No, my pleasure entirely. Okay, thanks so much. Thank you.